in this episode, we are back in the temple, but not before we talk about our trip to Utah. Back in Utah, back in the temple. <laughs> yeah. <yep>. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we met the one and only Fanny. Fact check. Sure did. And we hung with Kimberly Anderson. I and know. A shit ton of our listeners. I loved that so much. Yeah. It was such a good trip. Oh, yeah. Want to talk about it? Right after this. Okay. Be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl back in the seat, the hosting seat. Mm-hmm. Did you miss me? Trying to figure out life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, I have to say, I think Diana and Kimberly did stellar jobs. Did they? Uh, at filling your seat. My seat does feel warm. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. I love when you have other people on. It's nice for me to have a break. It's fun for me to listen to you chatted up with others. It's a different viewpoint. It's a different style. I think it's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're on board because it happened anyway. <laughs> <laughs> with or without your permission, that shit went down. <laughs> well, it was with your permission as it turned out. You knew the whole time what was happening. Sure did. I have to say something about the audio. The quality on my track wasn't fantastic. Mm -hmm. So... Because you know I can't leave this audio can't, shit alone. Just can't. Okay, go. You know, I have to get over that. I would say that most listeners probably won't notice enough to care or care enough to notice. They just like the, the content. The content, yes. Hopefully. Also a brag for this amazing um, studio that Mary mostly, if I'm looking at everything that I contributed here, wasn't a lot, that Mary mostly did for our <laughs> studio here. We have almost floor-to-ceiling sound absorption pads, yeah. plus like the egg crate things that coffee mugs come in when you buy yeah. a bunch at a time. Because we had purchased LDL coffee mugs. Yes. And they had all these like, I don't know, egg crate looking things. Yeah, yeah. That we put up. We've got a carpet, which yep. helps. We have a window, which is covered by very thick drapery. Mm -hmm. And on the other side behind me, there's just more of the same. So yeah, we do pretty good yeah. as far as uh, trying to dull that room noise. Yeah. And also, Mary has um, pillows mm -hmm. between us. Yeah, I'm just all about the sound absorption. Yeah. 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 And of course, Dan from Extension Oh, Audio. that's right. Should we thank him now? Sure, we can it always thank Dan. Appreciate <laughs> that, Dan. <laughs> Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Yep. And making it sound good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to jump into our Utah trip? I do. Okay. Um, Mary has been to Utah before. Mm -hmm. However, she was more Salt Lake City, Utah, which is different than, you know, Provo Oramish, Utah. Right. It's yeah. a little more diverse, a little more progressive. Salt Lake is, yeah. And when we went to Salt Lake last year, it was four big pride things. It was mm -hmm. more gay focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, LGBTQ focused. Right, right, right. Is it? Well, I kind of just love the word gay, but I don't want to not include people, but gay is just such a great word. Well, I'm going to always follow up with LGBTQ if I can remember. <laughs> okay. We yeah. should be as inclusive as possible. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So first point on Utah trip, I wanted to ask Mary, mm. what did you think about Utah? Because I've been there before. So the state's totally fucked up in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the beauty of the mountains. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. Okay. Sure. All right. Now go. Uh, I did love... In Provo, you're closer to the mountains, and that's really pretty. It's like you're right mm. there. Yeah, because we were staying in Lehigh. It's more valley-like. Yeah, Provo is right there on the mountains. Yeah, so yeah. that was really pretty. Mm -hmm. Terrain, great, mm -hmm. beautiful. What was it about the dryness, though? 
Remember our noses were oh, like man. itchy and crusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real dry. When you go to Utah from Virginia or anywhere humid to dry, mm-hmm. um, it usually takes a good three days of blowing like crusty, bloody snot out every morning to then you find you know that's what? gross. Yeah. That is gross. I never got over it. I bought saline spray while I was out You've there. You got a tender little nose. I just tender little nose, tenderoni. <laughs> so I was spraying the saline stuff and then. Deb from Patreon showed up at our meet and greet, our early meet and greet for Patreon and channels, mm-hmm. and brought us this like honey or beeswax bomb. Yeah, she's so a beekeeper. Like this, yeah, it was like some sort of salve, which is a strange word. But it was so soft and slick and luxurious, <laughs> viscous, little, all the weird words yeah. to describe it. Mm-hmm. I put that shit in my nose. Oh, it I probably did. said don't. But you did it anyway. Did it say not to do that? No, there were no instructions. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want with salt. Between solve. that stuff in my nose, like lubricating the inside of my nose and the saline spray, I got through. Nice. But it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> First real problems, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the crusty nose. Mm. As we're feeding ourselves to death. Yeah, that crusty nose. Is... <laughs> oh, the really ridiculous thing about that state is the way that the liquor rules work. Oh, God. The percentages of alcohol. And trying to find a restaurant that would serve alcohol yes. is challenging. And if you found a restaurant that did, it was basically like Bud Light, Coors, and... Yeah, shitty you know, options. Yeah. And nothing wrong with those if you like them, but I love a good craft beer or like a more, I don't want to say Robust. fancy... Yeah, but I don't want to say fancier IPA, but like a, a different kind of IPA, not just your mm-hmm. norm. Well, the craft kind, yes. Yes, they do mm-hmm. have a good juicy IPA there. Can't remember the name, like a juicy hazy, but it's 5%. I want a juicy hazy IPA that's at least six and a half to seven. <laughs> just saying. That part didn't matter to me as much, but I mostly drink wine anyway. That's so true. for me, just finding a place that served it mm-hmm. was a challenge. You would typically have to find like an actual bar where you have to be 21 to go in to get enough choices. Well, or any choices that's for that true. matter. You know, there were a lot of restaurants we pulled up at, and they were like, no, sorry, we don't serve alcohol. You assholes. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) What is this, Utah or something? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's my problem with Utah. And people walking around in garments, and you can see them Uh, under their clothes. is real creepy. It's kind of triggery for me, and I'm a nevermo. So I can't imagine what that's like for ex-Mormons to see active Mormons running around. Maybe they're just so used to it. So the people we were hanging out with, fantastic. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. But uber religious people of any sort give me kind of the willies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that soon, the mm-hmm. person that we ran into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. But um, so we had our meet and greet, and mm-hmm. we turned that into a Facebook Live. Yeah, the volume needed to be up for sure. On this was that. our first time. I think if we FaceTimed again— it would be more of an intimate setting anyway. Yeah, Like maybe true. us recording a podcast or something. We, we really need to, need to do more of that stuff. Yeah. Whenever we get on the mics and do a podcast, we don't really think about it. The time to be thinking about doing a FaceTime live is not like after the fact. It's That's like true. when we're actually podcasting. <laughs> Hence the word live. Sure. You can't remember it afterward. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not as live, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so the meet and greet. Meet and greet. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. It was a little chilly. Didn't care. The uh, ratchety bitch came. Okay, can you explain what that is? Because I remember some of the comments. Jess says, like, what's with that creepy doll hanging there? That's ratchety bitch. Can you so, explain what happened with yes. ratchety bitch? So during the clean out of my parents' house, which we'll talk about in a minute, ratchety bitch was discovered. And she's this doll. Must have been yours growing up. I don't know. I don't know if she's that old. I don't know. I really don't know. My doll growing up was baby bean bags that I used to try to nurse. Um, oh, God. And shaved her head off and put makeup on her. Oh, so much confusion. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how I feel about this. No, it's a lot of confusion there. I'm and I you know what, though? myself to safety right now. <laughs> I think I pretended to nurse her so I could take my shirt off because my brothers got to take their shirts off. I, I, I feel funny. I had an awkward childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ratchety Bitch was a doll that your mom bought for when uh, nieces came over or something. Or like probably. Her grandchildren. Grandchildren, yeah. So Ratchety Bitch, this was a lot of weird things about her. She's probably two and a half to three feet tall, maybe. She wasn't like oh, a little yeah. bitty doll. She yeah, was a tall she was doll. tall. And she had breasts. Oh. Which makes me think that maybe she was supposed to be a grown-up little what? doll. 
She um, had breasts. She I squeezed did. them. Oh God, <laughs> Shelly and because I'm like, oh my God, I think she has breasts. I mean, yes, there's because yeah, I thought maybe someone stuffed them in there to be funny. Did you give you her know? like a breast exam or no, something? No, I just want to see if they were hard plastic <laughs> or if they were someone. She stuffed raised them. one arm up of the doll. <laughs> I massaged around <laughs> the areola and then we worked your way in. And yeah. then okay, that's a little too graphic. <laughs> wow, Shelly and dolls. I'm learning so much. No, this was a specific incident. And then there's the blow-up doll that she puts in bed with her whenever I'm away. Just kidding. No, I don't do that. (laughs) I just, like, put pillows, like, as if that was you. Oh, and you draw a face. There it is. I do, I do. (laughs) That's not creepy at all. No. Anyway, back to creepy ratchety bitch. I discovered her in the basement of my parents' house. That's so appropriate. Of course. They're the ones where, like, you lay them down and their eyes go down, and then Mm -hmm. you put them upright and their eyes flip up. Mm -hmm. She was sitting upright, and one of the eyes had gotten stuck, (laughs) one of the eyelids. So she had one eyelid down and one up. And this, like, nasty... Mullet, almost. Well, yeah, it was It was somehow cut into a mullet, which her is hair. amazing, her hair. But the texture of her hair has, like, never been brushed and a mullet. Uh, weird plastic doll hair. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I was going to throw her in the trash, and then someone who saw her in the pile that was supposed to go to the trash took her out of the trash, put her in the back of my parents' Jeep that I was using to load things to scare me. Oh, okay. And so I pulled her ratchety ass out of the Jeep and got the little timeout chair, timeout little bench uh-huh. that my parents had. And she sat on that bench. Okay. And she ended up holding a flower and wearing a hat backward. Um, she had a knife. I mean, huh. it just went, wow. people kept adding to her. So she became the mascot. Mm-hmm. And she is now safely still in Utah to be brought out at our next gathering. Where is she? I think Kirsten has her. Oh, she's, our friend she's protect, She's protector of Ratchety Bitch. <laughs> Anyway, I forgot that part. Yeah, the meet and greet was fabulous. I was surprised at how many people showed up. It was great. Lots of folks. People traveled to get there. People traveled. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're not going to name every single person that came to those functions, but we love you. Yes. Uh, You know who you are. Thank you for everyone who traveled to be with us. That was such a great time. Yes, thank you. So great. I would like to give special shout-outs to Kirsten for um, helping set up. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate your mm-hmm. help. And also with the Mormon Mad Lib, yep. getting all that organized and that strange singometer thing. It was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that judged all of our singing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, just like in primary. Yes, Come on. of course you're getting judged. Of course. Uh, Kathleen and her bartending skills, fantastic! Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kathleen. She she brought like a, like a, a citrus squisher. Oh my gosh! Yeah, from she, Oregon. Thank you. She did. She and traveled all the way from Oregon and helped us out and made cocktails for everybody. It was so fantastic. She made cocktails at a park where alcohol was not allowed. It was beautiful. I love all of that. <laughs> Every part of that. Mm-hmm. And Chris, who operated the whole FaceTime Live yes. camera thing. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> and, of course, Sister Fanny Factcheck got up and did, like, an opening prayer type of thing. That's called the invocation. The invocation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That was such a treat. I really didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> I didn't either. She was badass. Thank you. I'm like, Sister Fanny's here. <laughs> Fantastic. So just really thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who attended and helped us. That was such a great time. Yeah. If we didn't say your name and thank you personally, just for real, every single person, thank you. Yes. We love you. I had had a rough couple of weeks um, before that, just with, you know, my parents and everything. And that meet and greet fed me. Yeah. It really did. It was just so good to feel loved. And to see the community that was created and to see people like exchanging numbers and talking and mm-hmm. kind of creating their own new friendships. And gosh, that's like, that's life for me. That brings me joy. Well, it's new community, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So we got recordings that we're going to use for our 100th episode. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. We got them right there on the spot. Some great stories. Yeah. A funny mission story. Of course. So. Did people sing songs? I think so. There was a, a sister duet. Yes. Sisters, not like sister missionaries, but actual sisters by birth. Yes. And our friend Kirsten, we, who we mentioned earlier, did a song at the event, and uh-huh. she's supposed to be sending me some audio to put in that 100th episode. Oh. Kirsten, I'm talking to you. Get Kirsten, me your audio get your file. shit together. <laughs> Send it. Send me your file. <laughs> Speaking of sending stuff in, if you are participating in the Temple Give the Finger book, We've got to figure out that title. We've had some good submissions. (laughs) 
for the title or for mm-hmm. pictures? Both. For the t- well, for both. By the way, if you merely posted the picture on Facebook, we are loving that and laughing and having great conversations. But we do need you to send it to... Contact at latteradaylesbian.org. Send yeah. the original file, please. Be better quality. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The yeah. temple finger flipping deserves good quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to do a poll on our Facebook discussion group to see what title we want to use. Yeah. 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 So you get to weigh in on that and maybe even write in your own submission if you'd like. Yeah. And we've also decided because this is your book, you're sending this shit in after we pay for the cost of publishing and shipping, all proceeds go to Flourish Therapy. Indeed. Yeah. And if you don't know who they are, they give free or subsidized therapy to the LGBTQ community out there in Utah. Much needed. Yes. And as we discovered on last week's podcast, Kimberly works there now. No shit. Yeah. Well, there you fucking go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So please help out people who need sessions and can't necessarily afford them Mm -hmm. at full price. By buying the book. Basically, everyone needs to buy the book. Great coffee table book when your Mormon family comes over. Also makes a great (laughs) white elephant gift. Yeah, or makes a great gift for the brand new Exmo in your life. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So we started talking about cleaning up your parents' house. What was that like for you, Shelley? Dear God Almighty (laughs) on high. Imagine... The show hoarders. (laughs) (laughs) But clean. Like, you know, it wasn't like... It wasn't like dead cat under I was about to say, it wasn't floor to ceiling of dead cats. It was um, (laughs) 3,000 square feet of boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that has been hoarded by both of my parents. I think mostly my mom is the problem, but my dad also doesn't like throw away stuff. And it wasn't like you could take a box and on the outside of it says 1963 taxes. It might say 1963 taxes, which we did find, but you open the box and there's taxes plus, you know, you dig down a little bit and there's a a really cool old black and white photo of my great grandfather or something. Like it it doesn't Mm. make sense. It was like, it was kind of like every time they moved with the military, they would just take their shit and and quick, get everything in boxes, get the pictures, get them in boxes. Because my mom likes to start a project like, oh, I'm going to go through these pictures and make a photo album. Or, oh, I'm going to start doing needlepoint and not finish and leave it out. And so moving time, everything goes in boxes. They move and they stay in said boxes until the next move and the next move and the next move. And And they're not labeled properly. Yes, exactly. Also keep in mind, and I realized this, that my parents' entire life is and was focused on the church. Mm. I would open up boxes of just stacks of ward bulletins or primary programs from forever ago that I wouldn't, you know, none of the kids were even in, random programs for sacred meeting that no one on the program is anyone that anybody knows. And even if they did, who the fuck cares? It's just their name in print. And so I would have to go through this stuff and go through this stuff. And honestly— it really wasn't triggery for me. I think I'm so far removed at this point. It was just kind of this realization of like, fuck, their entire lives, entire lives are built around this cult. cult. Thank you. This cult. <laughs> Did um, you forget the word? No, I just, because <laughs> I was talking about their things and they don't see it as a cult, well, right? right? But of course, sure. obviously it, it is a fucking cult. You could call it a high demand religion if you like. I like cult better. <laughs> On top of that stuff, there was like my mom's mission journal, which that's pretty cool. Like, I don't want to get rid of that, but that would be hidden underneath, again, stacks and stacks of printed out Christmas letters that my dad wrote from the 80s. Like, who needs that many copies? You're not sending them out now. They never got sent out, and they're just sitting there. (laughs) Or maybe they were leftovers. Yeah, that's what I— That they saved for some reason. And why? That's like, why? I don't know. Most of the things that came out of my mouth— was like, holy shit, why the fuck did you keep this? (laughs) Because, you know, you'd go through a box, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, done, empty box. And then you move that box and like, shit, there's another box under it. And then you hope, well, maybe this one's only half full. Nope, open that full to the brim everywhere. So probably a day into this, maybe two days, because in my mind, I'm like, I I got this. I Mm -hmm. will go through it, stuff will go to the dump, other stuff will go to the storage unit, some stuff will go to savers, DI, whatever, Mm-hmm. You know, donation place. We tried not to do DI because we don't want to support the church. But when you get desperate, you're like, I got to get th- this shit out. Mm-hmm. After a couple of days of that, I was like, I can't. I can't do this alone. There is no 
way. I was sinking into a depression because I'm at the time I was also dealing with my parents because my two brothers who were out there with me from uh, Washington State and Hawaii, they had to go back to their jobs and it was just me. And so I'm juggling my parents who are just freaking senile at this point. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And then sleeping on a couch in their house and, and then a futon when we got rid of the couch. It just, it was a lot for me. And no TV. That was a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part, no TV. Shelly loves her TV. I do. But I did finally get on Netflix on my laptop and started watching Alone. Well, there you go. Not Home Alone, but Alone. The um, Did that make you feel less or more alone? <laughs> watching all these people. I felt pretty alone, not going to lie. It was <laughs> rough. It was a rough couple weeks for me, except when I hit rock bottom. I was like, I can't fucking do this. What do I do? Oh, call for help. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help. And that's when I posted in the Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group on Facebook. See, um, it is a mouthful. It is. I got it all out. <laughs> I posted basically help. Like, yeah. Please help. Yeah. And we had two days in a row of multiple people showing up with trucks and trailers and strong backs and patient brains to go through this shit. And we got that shit done. That's amazing. It was, if I believed in this, it was a miracle. But you know what I love the most about that story? Is here you have all these people coming together just to help. Yeah. Help someone that they have grown to love and admire over these, you know, two years, let's say. No obligation. None. No church calling involved. No. Nope. No religion. No. No guilt. No service project. No, you know, sign up to rake someone's leaves. They were there because they wanted to be there. Yeah. And they were ex-Mormons. And guess what? They should be selfish and not want to help because they left the one true church. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> they are the most badass people you will find. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only did we get it done, I had fun. I was not having fun cleaning it out up to that point. Yeah. It sucked. I had fun. There was laughing. There was drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I one- love that you all were drinking in your parents' house. Oh, the, the fridge <laughs> was Mormon packed with alcohol. House. Oh, God, it felt so good. Fridges, <laughs> fridges plural, packed with alcohol. Um, one of the highlight moments was when we dragged their two old 90s couches out onto the front lawn. And remember, I've talked about my dad's <laughs> lawn before. He would win lawn of the month every fucking lawn month. Lawn of the month. Maybe it was called Yard of the God. Month. Either way, the most put-together yard mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Like, people were jealous of my dad's yard. And hey, this is Eagle Mountain. Mormons everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we dragged those two couches out, sat on couches, and drank beer. <laughs> On the yard of the month. Well, you know, Eagle Mountain may be full of uh, current Mormons, but somebody in that neighborhood drew a penis on your parents' driveway. <laughs> so, in chalk, right? Also true. If people told me it was me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't even like penis. No offense, men. We love our men. Uh, it wasn't me. Unless it was one of those LDLers not fessing up. No, it was before they came. Oh. And the next door neighbor of my parents, who's Mormon, was like, it might have been my kids. Sorry. <laughs> And I'm also a little offended that people thought it was my penis drawing. This was the worst penis drawing. (laughs) You've seen some penis in your life. I have. And (laughs) true, I think probably most penises are lopsided, but these balls were very, very lopsided. (laughs) You might want to get that checked out. You might. There might be a problem with the large one. Anyway, a big thank you. Like, there's not words to say how grateful I am for the love and support because I couldn't do it. Yes, could I know. not do it. <laughs> My dad kept saying, oh, "You need to call the elders' quorum." Uh, nope. We have our own. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, we called it the LD Elders' Quorum. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So a big thank you to everyone who rallied, everyone who came out and supported Shelley. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be there yet, so that was an amazing outreach. Yeah, of you, support. you saved me. You really did. Oh, I love that. And the fact that you were helping me help my. Uber Mormon parents who is, you know, it's their fault there was there was the mess in the first mm-hmm. place, you know. Um, and that just shows how kind ex-Mormons are and like, yeah, well, it's the right thing yeah. to help. For sure. Plus, we had a good time when we drank sitting on couches on Yard of the That's month. my favorite part. <laughs> so do we want to talk about your parents? Yeah, you want to? Yeah, go for it. Oh, so they are now in a retirement community. And my dad has lost his shit, like, for real. My mom has always kind of not had her shit together. No offense, mom. Not that you're listening. Um, But this huge realization of the codependency. Sure. 
in their marriage. And I will flat out throw the church under the bus on that. I really will, because my mom was taught to do whatever the priesthood holder said. She will say that. She will say, I followed the priesthood. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm saying something that she doesn't believe with her heart she should do. Yeah. Well, we're going to cover codependency soon in an upcoming episode with Kimberly, possibly after the new year. We got to work that out. Okay. Yeah. Good. So mm-hmm. I won't tell you my expertise on codependency. Oh, sure. Shed some light on that subject. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But what I do know <laughs> is that my parents have it. Um, and my dad is so senile at this point, he can't remember how to do things. And, and he gets real stressed about he that. Gets, yes. Super anxious. Yes. He was always very controlling, yeah. in charge of everyone, mm-hmm. um, in charge of doing everything. Certainly um, in charge of his own mind and what he could do. Yes. And so now his mind is failing him. Mm-hmm. And he is freaking out. Oh, yeah. It's hard to watch. Anxiety feel, You know, you roof. feel so bad for the guy. Yeah. OCD because of oh. it. He's like scratching his arms. Um, oh, yeah. Making him bleed, picking at things. And he's on blood thinner, so they bleed a lot. And then he complains. My arms yeah. keep bleeding, and it's like, Dad, because you pick them. But it doesn't register with him. It's because he can control it, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I, pff, it's I, a I, disorder, I, for yeah. sure. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Realizing that my dad can't do anything anymore shown a huge light on how my mom never learned how to do anything. Mm. I had to teach her how to flip the air conditioning switch from off to on. She has never done that in her life. Wow. She was so proud of herself when she went and took the trash down the hall. Mm -hmm. That was her first time taking out the trash. Yeah. And, you know, you might think of that, oh, she was a well-kept woman. She didn't have to do all the man things. It it fucked her up. (laughs) Look at her now. You know, my dad's lost his mind. She can't do shit. Well, and he's also sort of given up the will to live. He doesn't want to eat. Yeah. So chances are she's going to outlive him and yes. she's going to need some basic skills. Yeah. She's going to need to know some banking skills. Oh, she has no banking skills. Oh, yeah. And my dad, he's so OCD at this point. He still wants to write every check in and the dollar amount. And if a check didn't go through, he panics because how am I going to balance my checkbook? And I'm like, Dad, everyone does that online now. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's It's impossible with him. One instance was my mom and dad came downstairs. I brought them down to sit in the car because they had to sign some papers for selling their house. And then I was going to take my dad to the doctor. And now my mom needed to go back upstairs. And my dad was like, oh, let me walk your mom back upstairs. By the way, my dad is so wobbly. He needs to be walking with a cane. Mm-hmm. But he's really proud and doesn't want to to admit that. And he didn't want me holding his elbow while we were walking into the doctor's office. And he was tripping, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I said, Dad, Mom can get back inside on her own. And when I say parking lot, we were parked in front of the front door right, <laughs> of Trio, which is where they're staying. So it's basically walk in, turn right, elevator, fourth floor, walk right. That's it. Well, and she wants to take walks around the grounds, and he doesn't want to because he's, he's tired. tired all the time. And he doesn't want her to go. But he doesn't want her to go. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. Give the woman some independence, I for know. God's sake. He wanted to walk her back into the apartment, and I was like, Dad, no. Mom can do it. Mm -hmm. I told Mom, Mom, you know how to get back there, right? Go in, turn right. There's the elevator. I would put my dad in the car, shut the door, talk to my mom, talk to my cousin really quickly about selling the house. My dad would open the car door. I need to take your mom back up. Like, no, Dad, you don't. I had to put him back in the car, back in the car, back in the car. Finally, we ended everything, and my mom actually did walk back up. But as we were driving to the doctor's appointment, my dad kept saying, we need to call your mom. We need to call your mom. Make sure she got there. We need to call your mom. Um, Of course, he ended up calling my mom, and yes, she had made it. (laughs) Of course, she was like, I took the wrong elevator. Mm. You can't. Not making things better. Not helping. Right. She still likes to come across as helpless, uh-huh. and there's no need to. Well, that. she learned that from the Fascinating Womanhood book. This is true. This <laughs> How is to make your man feel important by looking helpless. Yes. Right? And now look, my dad has uber anxiety about my mom being helpless, and he needs to take care of her and make sure uh-huh. she doesn't get hurt and make sure, make sure, make sure. Right. What a fucked up relationship. I took the wrong elevator. That's not a thing. No, there are two (laughs) elevators, and it's not two sets. There are two elevator doors right next to each other, and they go up and they go down. That's it. No sideways movement. No? No, it's just— It's not like a Willy Wonka elevator? No, floor one, two, three, four. That's all. And back down. And Both of them go to the same places? Yes. There's (laughs) no confusion. I got on the wrong elevator. She just wants to tell this helpless story. And again, yeah, you're right. I bet that um, Reen stills in my dad that she can't do anything on her own. Yeah. And it's so hard to see them this Mm -hmm. way. My dad is very tired all the time. He wants to take naps all day, and he wants my mom to lay next to him during his naps. But she wants to do stuff. She wants to do stuff, but, you know, the priesthood holder, and so she lays down next to him for the naps. Oh, my God. It's so hard to see. And, again, listen, all Mormon marriages are not like this. Mm-hmm. 
But my mom and dad's generation of marriages— They are a textbook Mormon marriage. Oh, yeah. 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 If there was a textbook definition of a Mormon marriage, it would be your parents. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. fit it to a T. Yeah. So, yeah, there are some exceptions for sure. For sure. Also, my mom, it seems like she's getting angrier and angrier because the things she likes to tell me is, your father won't even let me go on a walk. Or your right. father, he won't eat his food. And he so, won't listen to me. He's never listened to me. So, there's so a lot of anger. it's weird. She has resentment over the fact that they have a codependent relationship and she can't do anything on her own. However, she's actually adding to it by saying things like, I took the wrong elevator, exactly. which is not a thing. So <laughs> There's no wrong elevator correct. in trio. Yeah. She may even know that on some level, but she's so used to being a ditz and portraying herself that way. Thank you, she, fascinating womanhood. Yep. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to uh, even begin to do anything on her own. So she's simultaneously resentful yeah. that she can't do anything on her own and perpetuating this, I can't do anything on my own. That's some complicated shit right there. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sad to see. It really is. Maybe you could present it this way. It's like, you know, mom, Dad doesn't seem to be getting better. Mm-hmm. And it would be great for you to learn some skills so that when you are on your own, mm-hmm. you can take care of yourself. Yeah. I have for sure tried to lift your spirits and say, oh my gosh, mom, this is such an exciting time in your life. Like mm. you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. You just get to play and make friends and, and go places. Because this retirement community is pretty badass. Oh, Trio. Shout out to Trio. It's yeah. badass. Mm-hmm. If it weren't in Utah, I'd be like, sign me up. For I know. That How old do you have to be to get in? How old? Okay. <laughs> right. All right. Do I need to be on oxygen? <laughs> Here's my AARP card. <laughs> Denny's lets me have the discount. Can I move into Trio? <laughs> right. <laughs> all that is true. Yeah, Unfortunately. I know. Anyway, enough about my parents. I'm sure I'll tell more as we go because it's just getting worse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your dad has lost the will to eat. Yeah, basically the will to live, and he's just fucked. It's a bad situation. Yeah, and we're trying everything. It's not like we're sitting there and being like, ah, dad's fucked. Like, we are trying everything to figure this out. Doctor's visits, tests, making him eat. He's been gaining weight, but his brain function isn't coming back. I mean, we're trying. Yeah. But it may get to the point where it's just like, dad, do you want to die? Because that's that's cool. That's fine. I mean, no one's mad about it. If if you don't want to live like this anymore, and there's— You can't force him. No, no. So, And it's weird. It's hard for me because he's never been— Except for wanting to be the one to tell everyone in the family if somebody died, he's always been very positive. Mm. Positive outlook, positive spirit, just happy. Yeah. He just must be so thrown that he's losing his mental faculties. I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah. I think he needs medical marijuana. That would increase his appetite and ease his anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I actually have looked into doctors that would prescribe that are in his- Like edibles Intermittent health care. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. There you go. My parents. There you have it. Shall Um, we do something more fun now? (laughs) Well, you know, while we were out in Utah, we got a chance to meet with Sister Fanny Fact Check. And we had been wondering, what the heck happened to her? We hadn't heard from her in a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should we turn the time over to Brother Ben, who will in turn turn the time over to Sister Fanny? Yeah, it turns out Sister Fanny was on a mission. Yeah. And we have her mission report. Okay, shall we... uh, Throw to Ben. Do it. Okay. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Thank you, Brother Ben, for turning the time over to a little old woman because it takes the authority to act in God's name in order to turn the time over like you do. Well, you sweet and precious sisters, I am sure happy that you have welcomed me all out to the Latter day Lesbian podcast this special day. I am so grateful to have this opportunity to return and report from the mission field where I was serving a mini mission at the Spencer W. Kimball Institute for Unnecessary Shame. It was truly inspirational mission with lots of good food prepared for us that they kept track of so we didn't starve and no sharp objects or shoelaces. There were so many sweet spirits in the Institute, including one who went for a run without any clothing, and several who bore their testimonies of the medications of which they were able to partake on those beautiful autumn days. My particular mission was to preach the gospel to all the unnecessarily ashamed in a special area of the mission called the Rocky Mountain Wing. 
And I tell you, sisters, I knew I loved the Rocky Mountain people before my mission, but I can testify that the Lord indeed blesses his missionaries with special love and appreciation and even tolerance for those among whom they serve missions. In fact, there were some songs we sang about it, including As I Have Tolerated You, Tolerate One Another, and For God So Tolerated the World That He Rented Out His Only Begotten Son, and Thou Shalt Tolerate the Lord With All Thine Heart. So I just, just love the Rocky Mountain Wing people. The people of the Rocky Mountain Wing have such a strong emphasis on their families that I know the Lord blessed them with that love to prepare them to accept the gospel and the ordinance of temple sealings, where we are sealed together except to gays and other sinners. I know that we LDS are taught to love our own families more than anyone else in the world could possibly love theirs. But I think, and don't get me wrong, I know that the church is true, but I think the people of the Rocky Mountain Wing of the Spencer W. Kimball Institute for Unnecessary Shame have nearly caught up with us. They know the names of all their family members, and they remember almost all the birthdays of their little ones, and they give hugs to family members who come to visit, just like us Mormons do. I had heard about this love before, but I can say, having witnessed it, that it is true and almost as pure as Mormon love just about. My mission did not allow me to baptize anyone since I was a woman while I was in there, and I guess other times too, but I did see some hearts change considerably as I talked and talked and talked and talked and talked to them. I saw one try to show her enthusiasm for my teaching by running hard into a pane of glass to try to escape, but that didn't work. And she stayed put on the sofa in the group room after that so I could tell her even more about how Jesus conditionally loves all his Mormons and how he will be sure to check your temple recommend and look for tokens and signs before he will greet us in the great and last day of his reckoning. I love the people whom I served among. And I say this in the name of Jesus with a gelatin mold. Amen. Well, thank you, sister. Good to hear what you've been up to. And I'm sure all the folks in the Rocky Mountain Wing are grateful for your testimony. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, speaking of Sister Fanny, I want to give a shout out to all the people that helped uh, either give financially to her situation or showed up at her house and helped clean up some stuff there. We worked hard in the yard, mostly, mm-hmm. in the garage. We did a lot of stuff. Yeah. We sure did. That was awesome. Thank you to everyone. It was such in. a good time. It really was. And that's what yeah. I found. Like, when you do things with people that you connect with, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's a good time. Oh, for sure. But one thing that was kind of trippy is we're in the yard doing some cleanup stuff. Mm-hmm. And who walked down the street, Shelly? It was my old stake president from when I lived in that ward. So just so you know, <laughs> Sister Fanny Backcheck's house in my ward boundaries when I was um, married and lived in the Slate Canyon ward. Um, so you knew her from that time? I did. Yeah. I did. And yeah, this was like my old ward neighborhood. That is hilarious. Weird. Yeah, so here comes this dude. He's older. President Chamberlain, if anyone oh, knows God. of him. Oh, my God. He's, you know, dragging his oxygen tank. Sweet, oh, he was old guy. when I lived there, and now yeah. he's like hella, hella old. He was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. It just, he was so priesthoody. Yeah. Seriously. He was holding court with, like, six lesbians. <laughs> and he's, like, he's the most important person in the in the room, which mm-hmm. is outside. So is that God's living room? I in don't God's know. God's room, yeah. In God's okay. living room. Okay, God's foyer, all right. <laughs> On the telestial kingdom. <laughs> uh-huh. God's foyer. So this formal dining room? Where is that? Formal living room. I don't know, but that is my new band name, God's foyer. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. sure. Go for it. I don't know. It was just so weird. He's name dropping about um, who is the president? Was it Russell M- Nelson he went yes. on a cruise with? Yes. And Thomas S. Monson was there as well. Okay. He had to name drop prophets that he, I mean, he didn't even know who we were, really. Yeah. The story he chose to tell mm-hmm. was talking about a cruise yeah. where he could name drop two prophets of the church, and prophets in quotation, obviously. And can we give another shout out to Trey, <laughs> who was on that cruise with him? Trey knows <laughs> 
everyone. We discovered this. It was the wackiest pretty thing. Wild. Yeah, she's a channel's member. She's and, a who's who of Mormons. Oh, really. for sure. Yeah. And it was like everywhere we went, she knew someone who knew someone, and, <laughs> uh-huh. and oh, that that was that was my teacher, or oh, that that's that was my cousin. Well, he had the date wrong of the cruise at first, and she was like listening, thinking, "Gosh, mm-hmm. this cruise sounds really familiar, but it wasn't the right date." And so then finally, she's like, "Are you sure it wasn't blah 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 date?" Because like I was on that cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was funny. Turns out Trey and my old stake president and um, Monson and Russell M. Nelson were all on the same cruise mm-hmm. in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just was kind of a wacky scenario. This guy just prattling on as if we're all just on bated breath or whatever, waiting for any kind well, of pearls of wisdom to yeah, leave his lips. That's what he's used to. Mm-hmm. Like he would be called to give presentations. And what I remember him from is he was called to teach to the Relief Society about oh. how to garden. Okay. Man yes. needs to tell us how to garden. Mm-hmm. And I said, I remember you taught me about the hula hoe. Mm-hmm. So hula hoe is like a hoe that's just <laughs> formed differently. And I love it. I still like to use it today. So I say the word hula hoe. And then mm-hmm. what happens, Mary? So I made a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a very merry joke. And cringy in the presence of my old stake president. Go ahead. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> so I said, you know, I love it when the words hula and ho can be part of the same expression. <laughs> very merry joke. So merry. Raise your like, hand eee! if you think that's a merry joke. Oh, hand raise. Double right? hand raise. Double hand raise. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing about that joke. I would say it on a podcast, mm-hmm. which I just did. Yep. I would say it to every single one of my friends. Mm-hmm. I would actually say that to my mother. I would say that joke to my mother. Because here's the thing you got to know about Catherine. Mm-hmm. She's a weirdo prude. Jesus is her drug. Mm-hmm. But she's got a naughty side to her. Oh. She would appreciate that joke. She might say, honestly, Mary, and uh-huh. then chuckle. Right. Because she expects me to say some weird thing like that. And let's break it down for a second. Okay. I was making a joke about a prostitute that is maybe... <laughs> skilled at a dance that's specific to the Pacific Islands. And hula hoops. Hula ho. Hula. <laughs> like a hula. Ho. She's a ho, the hula hoops. Or she does the hula. Okay. That's Not that of... we have a problem with hoes. Like, <laughs> this wasn't a negative, like. I didn't say penis. I didn't say fuck. <laughs> I didn't say vagina. I said the exact words you did, hula ho. That was my joke. Because my brain... <laughs> thinks that when you hear the word ho, mm-hmm. it means prostitute, well, yeah. and you giggle. Because yep. inside, when it comes to humor, I'm a 10-year-old boy. There it is. <laughs> I am so, too. I am not a respecter of persons necessarily. Mm-hmm. Probably should I not have said that joke in front of some old Mormon guy? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know. and I Why? It was just a little cringy, and then, of course, I laugh about it now because that's freaking hilarious. I think hilarious. everybody there it was like six Ex-Mormon lesbians, Uh everybody cringed. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm going to say, why? Because that is a joke I would tell in any company. Yeah, but I would also say the word fuck in company, but I'm not going to say, hey, dad, how the fuck you doing today? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have said it, but these are different situations. I get it. We didn't know that guy. He wasn't related. I mean, you kind of knew him, but he didn't know who you were anymore. He wasn't a relative of yours. No. And I only said the word ho, for God's sake. (laughs) And it was funny. (laughs) And then he looked at you. He gave me a wave, like, oh, you. He gave me that dismissive gesture, that kind of downward wave with a Uh eye roll Uh and a sound. You know, I was dismissed by the priesthood holder. And we all laughed about it after he left, (laughs) after he rolled the rest of the way down the street. He just kept standing there and standing there. he wouldn't leave. Maybe he was tired. I don't know. He was holding court. Yeah. I don't really know. So I had to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, it was great to see you. Uh, we got to get back to work. With our hula hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stake president Chamberlain. We got a group of prostitutes coming in, and they're going to teach us the hula in a little bit. I like it. I love a good sex worker. <laughs> sure. Is hula different than a hula hoop? Well, the round hoopy object was named after the hula dance because you use the same muscles. Oh. You imitate the hula dance. Okay. I'm thinking the hula yeah. dance has been around for a really long time. Yeah, okay. It's before plastic was invented <laughs> in order to make a hula hoop. Yeah. I mean, just a guess. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> we might need a uh, fanny fact check to back that up. Yeah, look that up and somehow <laughs> tie that into something Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, Lord, that was mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cringy moment. 
because I said something inappropriate in front of a big Mormon priesthood guy. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how, like, he is a really nice guy, but there's just this presence of, I know more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm better. It's palpable. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's sad because I would say Mormon men, generally speaking, are nice people, but there's just this thing where they need to own everything and they need to be in charge and they're better and smarter. It's just irritating. It's dismissive is what it is. Oh, for sure. And you can come across as outwardly nice as possible, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you actually respect a woman's point of view. Right. Or give a shit if she's opening her mouth. Yeah. You know, no, I, you're you're totally right. I just think it's sad because they did have the potential of being just nice human beings. How um, many but patriarchy fucked it? Men watching general conference go to the bathroom when the woman starts talking. Most, so it's something like that. Yeah, it's along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the thing that I want to combat. So maybe that was my sort of not so subtle Fuck way you, at, patriarchy. like saying something inappropriate in front of a patriarch. Perhaps uh-huh. Uh-huh. there you go. Good times. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for making everyone cringe. Yeah, we got over it and then we laughed about it. <laughs> and then we were like, good one, Mary. Good one. <laughs> it's actually kind of a shitty joke when you really think about it. It is. It is low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, the lowest. <laughs> I think you had to bend fruit. over and pick up that fruit. <laughs> that is fruit that is dragging on the ground. It's got like mud splatters on one side and like wormholes on the other. <laughs> and yet you picked it up. <laughs> I sure did. I picked it anyway. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yes. Okay, let's take a break and then what are we doing? Temple when we, we get got back? A temple to do. All right, let's do it. Be right back. All right, are we back in the temple? We are back. And <laughs> last three weeks ago, or whenever it was. Whenever it was. Whenever sure. it was. Um, we left off with the lights coming on to the law of chastity. Oh. Do you God. remember this? Uh, how quickly we forget, if you're me. <laughs> it, you know, you're sitting in a chair, and then they say, we now enter the terrestrial world, and the lights come on a little bit. Okay, so lighter. that is the world that's a step higher than Earth, which we have learned is the telestial kingdom. Yeah, they switched them, telestial and terrestrial. In my mind, Joseph got them wrong, but I had to stick with it, because, you know, prophet can't be wrong. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was called to my attention by you, Mary, that I had not thoroughly explained the tokens, which are the handshakes. Yeah, I think Diana and I kind of went into that a little bit, but why don't you Let me take clear it us up. through? Okay, sure. when we're talking about tokens, it's the handshakes. The first, and I'm going on memory here from my temple experience, the first token of the Aaronic priesthood is a simple handshake where you shake hands and you put your thumb uh, like between the first two no, like, on like the first war? knuckle. It's kind of like, like a it's thumb, thumb war. war. It's the, the <laughs> token one is thumb war. <laughs> okay. So the second token of the Aaronic priesthood is you go from thumb war to between first and second knuckle with your thumbs. Hmm. So it's a handshake and your thumb is placed somewhere. Okay. Um, yep, yep, yep. And you do these in succession? You will at the veil. <laughs> Which would emulate <laughs> when you die or whatever. You got to have the handshakes, baby. To get into the celestial kingdom, you need to show, who are you showing? Jesus? The handshake? I who guess. Are, or God or You're Moses? demonstrating that you're in the club by these handshakes. Boom. Okay. <laughs> And you do them in succession. Yes, at the veil. (laughs) Right now, we're just learning what they are. Well, sure, because that's supposed to prepare you for when you die and you need to know these handshakes. Mm -hmm. But you know what they don't think about? Hmm. If all of this is true. It's not. And you die and you're basically a god. Not going to happen. And you can create other worlds. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you know the handshakes upon death? It's like you, you die. Let's say you're a single person and then you die and then you get a celestial mate. Then you have to give him the secret handshakes. So why do you have to even know them on earth? Wouldn't you just be smart enough when you're in your heavenly body are, to actually know them? Are you trying to make sense <laughs> of the nonsense or point why out the nonsense? Why make everyone panic here on earth trying to remember some stupid handshake? Duh, fear. Fear, <laughs> guilt, okay. and shame. All right, glad we cleared that up. Okay, good. It is time for the first token of the Melchizedek Priesthood or... The sign sure the, sign? No, oh. sure sign is the second token. <laughs> Mary, don't jump ahead. This is the, the sign of the nail, period. And then the other one's the sure sign of the nail. And the patriarchal grip. But we'll get to that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Stop jumping ahead. It builds with excitement. Okay, sure. Yeah. So we are again sitting in our seats, and we have dude in all white making eye contact Mm -hmm. and voice booming from above. But it's the voice of Peter, who the guy standing there is supposed to be Peter. He is? Yeah. Peter's talking now. 
And the guy in front couldn't bother memorizing a script, I guess, so. No, that's only in the Salt Lake temples and the Manti temples. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I think Salt Lake's going to non-live when they finish the renovations. I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, all those um, budding Mormon thespians out there are going to be missing their chance to get up on stage. (laughs) Well, I think you have to be like 90 years old to do that shit. At least that's (laughs) what they seem like they are. Okay, so the reason Peter's talking is because, if you remember, it goes Elohim to Jehovah Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. Peter. And Peter's like in charge of James and John, so Peter does, I don't know. But there's always a line of authority. Oh, it's a hierarchy. Of course it is. Or a patriarchy. A line of authority. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Or a line of authority. Okay, Peter says, as in the voice booming above Peter, We will now give unto you the first token of the Melchizedek priesthood, or the sign of the nail, with its an accompanying name and sign and penalty. Again, we're doing pre-90s. And clearly, just in case anyone's confused, the sign of the nail is the nail that Jesus bore on the cross, <laughs> right? Po- it's We're coming up to okay, that. Okay, I'm just trying to clear things up for people who are like, huh? They didn't clear them up for me in the temple until we got to that part. There's <laughs> okay, no clearing up. sorry. Jumping ahead. Okay, and again, after 1990, they took out the penalty because I guess it was starting to creep people out. Right. God changed his mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Mm-hmm. This token slash handshake is received by bringing the right hand into this position, which is basically just your hand sticking out. So the hand vertical, the fingers close together, and the thumb extended. Extend that thumb, Mary. Mary's making the, the sign. I, is this the, extended? It's straight up. Yes. That's extended. Straight mm. up in the air. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I have seen people actually get corrected if their thumb isn't all the way up in the air. That's how <laughs> nervous making this shit is. Like, you God. have to get it all the way right. Okay. Wow. And the person giving the token, placing the tip of the forefinger of his right hand in the center of the palm— Of the other person. Right. And the thumb opposite on the back of the hand of the one receiving it. In this manner, we desire all to receive it, all arise. Everyone stands up. The matron and the man matron goes and gives everyone the handshake, and you kind of go down the line. And they have to walk, by the way. They have to shimmy and walk between the seats. Like, imagine a movie theater, and everyone's standing up, and then someone has to shimmy between the seats and in front of you to give you these secret handshakes. Wow. It's weird. Thank God everyone's chewing mints. Yeah. So then they ask, if any of you have not received this token, you will please raise your hand. The name of this token is the Son, meaning the Son of God. And that's actually exactly how they say it. Wait, I thought it was the sign of the nail. No. It's a new handshake. How many handshakes are there? This is the Son. No, this is like the actual... I thought all the tokens were handshakes. The token, there's the token, then there's the name of the token. This is so stupid. <laughs> okay. The, the token is the Melchizedek priesthood or sign of the nail, okay? Okay. Why is this so complicated? <laughs> then it has a name. The name of the token oh. is the sun, meaning but, the son of God. So there's the handshake, which is the token, well, but then the handshake has a name. Then why do they call it the sign of the nail? Because that's the Melchizedek, it's it's the Melchizedek, it's the first token <laughs> handshake of the Melchizedek priesthood or sign of the nail. That's just, that's just what it is. But it has a name. Additional. It has to have additional words attached to well, it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mormonism, bitches. It already sounded like a name to me. <laughs> nope. The name is the sun. Because if you remember from previous, there's a handshake, which is the token, and the name of the handshake is your new name. Oh. Remember? Oh, my God. Talk about fucking confusing and panic like, I don't remember So this. everyone gets the same handshake, but everybody gets a different name. Well, everyone who's gone through the are, temple are on, like, about- a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> gets the same name. Except for Leap Year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the sign. So now there's a sign. So there's the token, and then the, there's the name of the token. Which is the sun. And then what's the sign? This is the sign. The sign is made by bringing the left hand in front of you with the hand in cupping shape, the left arm forming a square. The right hand is also brought forward, the palms down, the fingers close together with the thumb extended. So that's what it is now. But before 1990, it said, and the thumb is placed over the left hip. Uh-oh. What's that about? So it's going to be a slicing motion. Oh, you now so that have was a thumb penalty. over your left hip. Yes. So the sign was the penalty. This is the sign. Right, but it was the actually— The penalty a, oh God. is right. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the penalty is represented by drawing the thumb quickly across the body and dropping the hand to the side. So the sign is the cupping thing, and then 
If you want to add the penalty to it, then you draw it across. Yeah. So Um, then there's no penalty anymore. No, they got rid of that because I guess it was finally creeping people out enough to be like, I don't want to do this. This is so complicated and dumb, everybody. Is it? (laughs) A little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the penalty, that our bodies be cut asunder and all your bowels gush out. <laughs> asunder. Asunder. So <laughs> you're, you're taking your thumb and you're, you're drawing it across your belly. Basically, is that Harry Carey kind of? Is that what that is? That's like a stabbing. I think that's just a stabbing thing. I need to learn more about my, my penalty <laughs> modes of death. <laughs> okay. Um, our body be cut asunder and all your bowels gush out. Remember, previously they were not as bad. Our breasts be torn open, our hearts and vitals torn out and given to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And before that, my throat be cut from ear to ear and my tongue torn out by its roots. Wow. Mormonism is real violent, at least the roots of Mormonism. (laughs) It is a little. And we are actually going to talk about how this lines up uh, almost perfectly with the Masonic rituals. Right? Yeah. Do they make you, like, cut your bowels out? It's very specific. Yes. We're going to read those in a minute. So do they naturally just spill out of your body when you when you slice your guts open? Is that Have just what you happens? not watched The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> when they slide so in the tauntaun's belly and it just like comes gushing? <laughs> Maybe that's just what happens. It's all pressurized in there. And so as soon as there's an opening, it's like, Bleh! Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't and then, know anything about that. And then you die. That. Well, for sure. Really, <laughs> if you tell any of the temple secrets. Well, you, you don't really want all those organs and things living outside your body. They won't. Out. Yeah, they won't live. Yeah. No. Plus, anyway. the way that Heavenly Father made us so craftily, good luck getting six feet of intestines back in the right way. Probably have to wind them up like, you know how old school when we had tape cassettes? Old thread. And <laughs> tape cassettes, you put the pencil in the hole and you twist uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. We, so we need a pencil. pencil a number two hole. pencil? Oh, for sure. Sharpened. Pencil number two pencil. That's my new band name. <laughs> pencil in the hole. <laughs> hey, oh. look. Low-hanging fruit joke. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take that one? I just did. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about other holes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The fruit was going to hang lower. See, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So maybe this would be a good time, actually, to compare it to Masonic rituals. Why the fuck not? Do you have that info handy? I do. Okay, let's do. hear it. Let's Always hear it. handy info. <laughs> All right, so let's remember again, even though we just remembered it about 30 seconds ago, that the stage one penalty was my throat be cut from ear to ear and my tongue torn out by its roots. That's Mormon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the oath of an entered apprentice mason, and this is from 1827, okay? Mm. Okay. Says, I will never reveal any part or parts, art or arts, point or points of the secret arts and mysteries of ancient Freemasonry. Binding myself under no less penalty than to have my throat cut across, my tongue torn out by the roots. This is given by drawing your right hand across your throat, the thumb next to your throat. Wow. Huh. Huh. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure Joseph (laughs) Smith was a Freemason. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. Okay. So God didn't tell him how to do that. Oh, yeah. He might have stolen that shit. You think he was a plagiarist? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe that was the only one. <laughs> okay. Maybe that was the only one. You know, stage two is probably totally different. Probably totally different. Yeah. So in the temple, it says, our breasts be torn open, our hearts and vitals torn out and given to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. For sure, that's from God. <laughs> Sounds like well, God. God isn't very creative. No. So he yeah. said it for the Masons and then... Joseph was like, well, you know, if God's word was good enough for the Masons, then. That's true. God's like, just do the Mason just part. Just do the, yeah, just yeah. do that thing again. I don't have time to make up more weird right? shit. Yeah, he's busy. He's, he's busy helping people busy. find car keys. <laughs> he is. He's got <laughs> lots to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, birds of the air, beasts of the field. Here is the oath of a fellow craft Mason. I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear that I will not give the degree of a fellow craft Mason to anyone of an inferior degree nor to any other being in the known world, binding myself under no less penalty than to have my left breast torn open and my heart and vitals taken from thence, to become a prey to the wild beasts of the field and vulture of the air. The sign is given by drawing your right hand flat with the palm of it next to your breast, across your breast from the left side to the right side with some quickness and dropping it down by your side. Oh, that's not familiar at all. You know what's interesting? Hmm. Is that hierarchical Mormon church bullshit was in the thing you just read. Yeah, you won't give it to a lesser person. Exactly. I thought the same thing as I read it. I'm like, those fuckers, they they have to be above everyone, not just women, not just kids. It's all hierarchical. Yeah. 
Yeah, because what do they get to be like? Some grand poobah of the Mason whatever? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the Masonic temple grand poobah? Yeah, so there's a hierarchy there, and you get to lord your position, mm-hmm. and I get secrets that you don't have, recruit. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so That's where it comes up. from. Mm-hmm. And so far, we're two for two, mm. uh, them being basically— the penalties. Yeah. Plagiarized, yes. Mm-hmm. But maybe, That's maybe the third penalty. <laughs> For sure, that'll be original. Yeah, one and two were a fluke. Third's going to be original. So Mormon says, our body be cut asunder and all your bowels gush out like a tauntaun. I added the tauntaun part. Right, right, right. Okay, the oath of a master mason, I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear in addition to my former obligations that I will not give the degree of a master mason to any of an inferior degree, nor to any other being in the known world, binding myself under no less penalty than to have my body severed in two in the midst and dividing to the north and south, my bowels burnt to the ashes." The penal sign is given by putting the right hand to the left side of the bowels, the hand open with the thumb next to the belly, slash thumb extended, Mm -hmm. and drawing it across the belly and letting it fall. Same damn uh, It's the same. It's three for three. It's the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Joseph Smith plagiarized this shit. Hmm. I don't know. It's a one true church and God said. God set it up. Not only did God say, God set this up. This is Jesus's church. He set it up again. You know, Jesus loves a good embowelment thing. <laughs> what do you what do you even call it? Remember that? all those times he told people to embowel themselves? <laughs> like the prostitute, he was like, you know what, bitch? I want you to take this knife and draw it across your belly. And tear that tongue out by the roots while you're at oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell he was yeah. really into that. Oh, and then go and sin no more. Right. Of course, she's dead. like, <laughs> without her tongue. Without her tongue. Like on Westworld. <laughs> West Wing. Wentworth. Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so difficult to remember? I don't know. It's a weird <laughs> word. Yeah. I sense Jesus all in these rituals. Oh, violent Jesus? Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Violent, vengeful Jesus. Yeah, that's the Jesus I want in my life. (laughs) Praise Jesus. Oh, my God. So stupid. Anyway, I think that's probably enough for today of the temple um, because we gave a lot of time to our Utah trip, which is awesome. Yeah, my guts hurt suddenly. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hmm. I kind of like my bowels in my body, as it turns out. I don't want them outside of my body. I just hate that word. Bowels? Oh, it's a bad word. Bowel movement. Um, No? Speaking of low-hanging fruit, you're going <laughs> to talk about um, your bowel movements to Peter Priesthood that was walking on the street. He probably would have that conversation with you. Bowels? Well, your dad has that conversation with you daily. That he his can't bowels. pass his bowels, which, by <laughs> oh, the way, he can. We gave him this stuff that you buy at the store that makes it just shoot out. Okay. <laughs> should we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. All right, And then right uh, talk about patrons. Yes. So we are back to talk about patrons and Marco Polo channels, mm-hmm. participants, but we haven't talked about this in like two weeks. We've taken a break. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping we have more than five names. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm only going to read five because that's how I do. Yeah, you're a name hoarder for some reason. Mm-hmm. Should I start with patrons? You learned that from, you know, your parents. Well, a name hoarder will be less of a mess to clean out uh, when I die and my children be like, oh, mom just has names. Sweet. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, patron number one, Sarah G. Sarah G. G, Sarah, welcome to the show. <laughs> Isn't that all right? Um, what name are we giving her? Should we do it according to low-hanging fruit jokes? Oh, <laughs> um, it would be gas, like a, a gas joke. Or gonads. <laughs> that was low. That's all right, well, fruit. Sarah, gonads. Sorry about that. I was going to say gas. <laughs> Next, Lisa C. Oh, I, okay. No C words. No. No. <laughs> no. Stop. Cunnilingus. <laughs> that might be worse. Okay, well, Lisa Cunnilingus, <laughs> look that up if you don't know what it is. Next. <laughs> Marsha G again. We can't have two Another gonads. G? Yeah. Well, that can be your gassy joke. Oh, wait. What? G is her middle name. S is her actual last name. Oh, I've got this. Oh, go. We can name her after my high school nickname, which was ridiculous since I was a virgin in high school. Okay. Mary Slut is what I was called. <laughs> So there you go. We can call her. Okay, Marsha Slut. Marsha Slut. That's, um. <laughs> Sorry. Great. Next, Wendy F. <laughs> I mean, it's fuck. Come on. It's Wendy fuck. 
You had it coming. Next <laughs> is Brooke L. Labia. <laughs> okay. There you go. This was a fun one. <laughs> mm. If you you're can use welcome. all those words in one sentence, <laughs> like you get a prize. And you're welcome. All righty. Channels. Channels. We have three channels. More chance for low-hanging fruit jokes. More chance. Um, Here we go. Jackie R. R is for? Could be for racy. That's kind of lame. That was so lame. <laughs> all right. Raunchy. Raunchy. Okay. Okay, Jackie Raunchy. There you go. Next is yet another Alyssa. Alyssa S. S. Well, there's skank, there's shit. Ooh, let's do a double. This is now Alyssa Skanky shit. Alyssa Skanky <laughs> shit. You are so welcome. We're going to know if these people drop off of Patreon <laughs> and channels that we fucking offend them. Sorry, Alyssa Skanky shit. And finally, Crystal E. E. Estrogen? Oh, really? Estrogen is your low-hanging fruit joke? <laughs> okay, fine. You pick one. What's Crystal's last name? Uh, Erotic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Crystal Erotic, that is your new stripper name. Um, That's awesome. I love it. Crystal Erotic. Why Thank not? Thank you. Thank you so much. Please don't drop off of channels and Patreon <laughs> because of today's episode. And because of our low-hanging fruit episode? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll call it that. I like it. All right, that's the name. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Are we wrapped up for today? Yeah, if you want to join things, how do they do it, Mary? Oh, yeah. You know, in the future, I'm going to make this easier. Okay. I'm going to make us a support page of our website, but I don't have that yet. So for now, just go to patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian or latterdaylesbian.org slash polo. There it is. For info. Okay. I would like to thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you so much. And come on, everybody, steer clear of those stupid cults. Have we not told you? Have we not warned you? A lot of times. To steer clear of these stupid things? Actually, 97 times, if not more. Because <laughs> they're no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>